Hi everyone, my name is Omar Kanawi and I'm a lifelong Red living in Los Angeles. This is Liverpool Play. So it's been a couple of long international weeks without Premier League action, but it is almost time for the main show to resume. And we've got the second international break out of the way, so now we can get back down to an awesome month of Premier League action before the final international break in November, uh, which we'll have to sit through again until we can get into the really good festive fixtures. But, um, you know, obviously we at least have some great football to look forward to for the next month. And uh, I'm actually going to start this episode by looking back at Liverpool's last game before the international break. A dramatic win against Leicester, 2-1 at Anfield. Uh, and definitely, you know, pick apart that game. I want to look ahead to the game against Manchester United, trying to end our pretty rotten run there, even under Jurgen Klopp, where we haven't been able to win under him. And uh, definitely a lot more to talk about as well. So let's dive right in. Now everyone's done, you know, the Liverpool-Leicester game in terms of ratings, so I'm not going to, you know, bore anyone with that. But uh, just to look back at the game, it really does show an incredible resilience by Liverpool. I thought, actually, to be fair, Liverpool controlled the game. I thought we played better than we had in, in weeks at that point. I think uh, we were very much in control really restricted a very strong Leicester team this season that looked like they could easily make the top four to very few chances. Um, the chance that they did have, I think, you know, if Alisson's in goal, I think Adrian has been doing a fantastic job, but I do think Alisson saves that. I think Adrian could have done better with it and, um, you know, maybe a better goalkeeper on the day might have kept it out and then, you know, we won't have to have the last minute drama that we did as it was. You know, Milner saves us, and uh, what a performance from him, setting up uh, the goal for Mane with an incredible left foot through ball, you know, curving it around the defence, and uh, it's just on a plate for Mane. He obviously had a little bit still left to do to beat Kasper Schmeichel, but, you know, what a man in form Mane is, and so, you know, you really backed him to score, and he, and he duly did. Um, but then, you know, Madison getting them back into it with 10 minutes to go, you start to wonder if this is going to be the time that Liverpool drop points. I do think that this team never says die. And so I even when it went in, I remember everyone was pretty upset and, uh, you know, downbeat about it. But there was still a collective feeling that, no, I think Liverpool have got this. I think, you know, no one was getting too disheartened about it. Look, at the end of the day, if we'd lost two points, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. We'd still be top of the league. But just the way to get that dramatic win in the last minute, you know, Mane gets fouled. I think it's a penalty all day. You know, obviously Al Brighton has a mix up with Casper Schmeichel, takes down Mane. And, you know, maybe if he hadn't, then we still could have scored because there were players lining up in the box and Mane could have passed to them and Casper Schmeichel was well out of his goal. So I don't think it was a foregone conclusion that, you know, that would have been the only way that Liverpool could have equalised. But as it was, he went down. We got the penalty and you wouldn't really want anyone else but James Milner taking it and uh, put it away with the plum. What a what a fantastic pro he is and just so calm under pressure. Uh, fantastic result for us. And then compounded by Manchester City losing at home to Wolves, who just played the perfect counter-attacking game. And I'd never screamed the Dharma Traore's name so loudly. And that second goal went, uh, oh my gosh, my uh, my dog was very scared of me at the time. But, um, you know, just to get eight points ahead of Manchester City 
at any point of the season is really something to be commended. And, you know, you just got to take a second to congratulate Klopp and the boys for getting ahead, eight points ahead of a team like Manchester City, something we didn't manage in the whole of last season. And we've done it with just eight games gone now. Yes, caveat, there is still most of the season left to go. We're just about a quarter of the way through. Not anything is decided at this point, clearly, uh, other than the Super Cup. Uh, but, you know, I think we're in a fantastic position, still in all the competitions. We made some good progress. Uh, and, you know, you'd definitely rather be eight points ahead than eight points behind. So, you know, I look at the upcoming fixtures, you know, we'll get on to United in a minute. But I look at the upcoming fixtures and even just this next round of games, I think, you know, United are hopefully there for the taking. This might be a, a game where we finally right some recent wrongs at uh, Old Trafford. And, you know, City have to go to Crystal Palace, which has been a bit of a, a bogey team for them recently. You know, they uh, were the team to almost halt their winning run last season, didn't end up doing it, then still beat them in the uh, in the other fixture at, you know, at the Etihad last season. You know, what a crazy game that was, Townsend scoring at all, let alone scoring from that distance. You'd rather be in Liverpool's position for sure. And I think, you know, Klopp been recently voted the best manager in the world and you know it's hard to argue really obviously you know Pep Guardiola has won the trophies he's got the track record he's won everywhere he's been but he's always had the most well-funded teams you know possibly the best teams in that league with not as much competition obviously he's been up against Klopp before in the Bundesliga but I don't think you know when Klopp was at Dortmund he had the same resources as he now does at Liverpool so when you ally his incredible tactical skills with his motivation and his just people management with the increased, you know, revenues and resources of Liverpool, you've got a pretty potent combination. And even though I'm taking on the might of City, there are things that it's not all about money and football. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing now. The sum of our parts is seeming to be greater right now. Obviously, anything can change. I don't want to jinx anything, but, you know, we're looking in really strong shape. So obviously winning against Leicester in the last minute extended our run, which is another amazing thing, to 17 games. And that was just one shy of City's record. And, you know, obviously the game had to be at Old Trafford to, to match their record. And you wouldn't put it past Liverpool doing it. You know, it's um, it's a place that we need to get a result. We haven't had one in the four seasons that Klopp has been uh, helming Liverpool and uh you know, we've had a, a couple of defeats. We've had a couple of draws uh, in in the most recent games that we've had there. Two uh, two draws and a loss, actually, under Klopp, I believe. And so this will be the fourth time lucky, I hope. And, uh, you know, Liverpool are in a fantastic way, really full of confidence and uh, just, you know, finding a way to win every single game. And having not been at our best, you know, I still think there are a few more gears for the boys to go through um it's a good sign for the future that you know we've found ways to grind out results we've been able to come back from deficits we've been able to win it late we've been able to just you know uphold an opponent we've, we've done kind of every kind of win already um so nothing should be a surprise at this point um but you know it's, it's a good position to be in now united are really struggling two points outside the relegation zone and that sounds so wonderful to say, so I'm going to say it again. United, two points outside the relegation zone. Nine points from eight games, which is just crazy. You know, I grew up with Manchester United running away with the league most seasons and just, you know, teams kind of doing a bit of a city against them and not necessarily giving it their all because they were already beaten before they would walk out. 
and they'd be the late wins when those teams did put up a fight. You know, United just keep going and going under Ferguson and would just find a way. They would get a, a, a lucky break. They would win a penalty. You know, a bit of what Liverpool are doing now where they just pressurise teams into making those mistakes in the 90th minute when they're tired and fatigued. So, you know, we've got a bit of that winning mentality and you've got to attribute it to Klopp because, you know, you need that manager who likes a fire under your ass so that you will not stop running even when you're tired and the other team is tired and, you know, you just have to have the edge. So there's no surprise to me that Liverpool are winning a lot of these games late and, uh, you know, getting a lot of these uh, wins under their belt, you know, further on in games. Uh, Obviously, you know, Mane gets his 50th Premier League goal in his 100th Liverpool appearance. So, you know, what what a player he's been for us this season and continues to show his quality He's he's really been Liverpool's most potent attacker this season, and I say don't say that lightly because you know how much I rate Salah, and I think Firmino is probably the most important cog in the whole Liverpool machine. But just in terms of the output, in terms of if you get a chance in front of goal, who do you want that person to be? You have to say it's probably Mane right now. He's on fire. He doesn't really need two chances. He only needs you know half a half a foot of space and he's going to create something. So if he can get a shot away, it's usually on target and, uh, you know, fantastic work from him to, to get us his 50th goal in just his 100th appearance. And I'm sure that Mane, if he can stick around for a couple more years, is going to get a lot more for us. I would love to see him reach the 100 club. Uh, what an achievement that would be. And, you know, you've probably got Salah on his way to getting there too. So if the two of them could reach it, then we'll probably have had a couple of very productive and successful seasons. But obviously it wasn't all rosy for Liverpool, you know, we had that horrible tackle from Chowdhury on Salah at the very end of the game, he's nowhere near the ball, he's running behind Salah, you know, catches him from behind, I'm very surprised it wasn't a red card immediately and, uh, you know, then he's facing a three-game ban, instead it was just a yellow and, you know, he misses no games and you have to hope that he doesn't now go on to another field of play and and try the same thing where he could really injure someone because he's already had a couple of bad tackles this season um, I don't know whether he's frustrated at not getting enough game time, but you know, I wish he had didn't have to take it out on Salah. Thankfully, it looks like from all the reports we've been seeing, and from Salah's uh, own Instagram posts, that he is, you know, feeling better and he's uh, up and about and walking on it and doing GQ shoots and having uh, really cool and cute uh, birthday parties with his daughter. So you know, the old Mo is 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 still there and uh, no harm done. Thankfully. But, uh, you know, that was definitely a worry at the time. But, you know, we need a fit and firing most of especially at this crucial time of the season with so many games, you know, between now and the new year, we're going to need every player in the squad available. We're going to be fighting on five fronts with uh, all the different cup competitions and the Club World Cup, which, uh, you know, obviously we'll talk about in future episodes. It'd be great for Liverpool to win the first ever Club World Cup. I also just want to say about Klopp too, you know, we touched on how strong a manager he is and how incredible a job he's doing at Liverpool and what he's been able to achieve uh, in the four years. I think for me, the most important thing that Klopp has done, you know, yes, he's won the Champions League, which we'll never forget. We've still got Madrid until the day we die. But for me, the biggest thing that Klopp has done is he really has turned us from doubters into believers. When he joined, you know, we were in a low place. We were losing games constantly. We weren't able to string results together. The, the club itself, yes, it wasn't in a financial peril that it was under Hicks and Gillette, but, you know, it wasn't looking too rosy in terms of revenues. And, you know, we weren't necessarily a name that 
that players wanted to join. We weren't a club that players, elite players, would be looking to join. And Jurgen Klopp has really changed all of that. He's come in, he's made Liverpool a destination club rather than a selling club. You know what? We're not losing the Suarez's and the Sterling's and, uh, you know, those players of that ilk. And we're getting in the Van Dykes and we're getting in the Salahs and the Manes and, uh, and, and taking players that are already world-class as in a Van Dyke, but also making other players who, you know, were much cheaper into world-class players, you know. Um, and it's, it's just a, a sight to behold. And every game that we go into now, you expect Liverpool to win. You, you don't just hope that we're going to win. Like in previous games against United, we could play City. And I would hope, you know, oh, it, maybe it's not going to be a battering or we're going to now, oh, I think, you know, I hope we're going to draw. Now I think, well, we should win because I think our first 11, all fit, all told, is stronger than City's, especially at the back. You know, they've lost company. You know, they've had a few injuries with Laporte and and uh, John Stone's out and Otamendi is not convincing anybody. Even Fernandinho is really struggling back there. That's not his preferred position. So, you know, you can get at them. You know, Edison is, is not quite able to cover their defensive mistakes. You know, he's a good goalkeeper, but he's not able to do it all himself. And yes, up front, they have incredible firepower. They've been without Sane. They've been without De Bruyne. And these players are so vital for any team, even though you have an incredible squad like Cities and they will score goals and they will win most of their games. They may be in a position where they have to outscore the opposition right now. And there are going to be games where they keep it tight, like Wolves did, and they hit them on the break. And it's just one of those days in front of goal and you need your defence to stay solid and they're not able to do that right now. So I think Liverpool can ally that defensive solidity better than theirs at least. You know, we've not been as solid as last season, but not as bad as City. With that obviously incredible attack and, you know, even our midfielders chipping in with a couple of goals and assists. So things are looking really promising and, um, you know, Liverpool are now a team that just, I think, are one of the best in the world. You know, it's no exaggeration to say that. I've known many Liverpool teams through the years that were god-awful and just no inspiration. And you look throughout the team and you just thought, well, I don't know where we're going to pick up points. I don't know how we're going to score goals. I don't know how we're going to keep the goals out. You know, so I, I don't, I make no apologies for saying that Liverpool are now one of the best teams in Europe, if not the world. And uh, I hope that we'll be able to add to the European crown, a club world cup crown, and also bring home the British bacon as well. That's what we all want. And uh, the Premier League is, is definitely the trophy that everyone wants. But, you know, thank you, Jurgen Klopp, for everything you've done to make me a believer, to make all of us believers, and to just know that we are one of the best teams and that everyone wants to play for us and everyone wants to join us and be a part of this project. Thank you for doing that. Now, speaking of Jurgen Klopp and uh, all the great things he's done, one of the things he hasn't yet been able to mastermind is a Premier League away victory at Old Trafford. So the venue for this Sunday's game, it's going to be obviously a tough game. It's always, you know, a tough game against Manchester United. It doesn't matter how well we're playing or how badly they're playing. Form really will go out the window. You know, Andy Robertson said as much. I do think this is one of those games where our form is so strong. And I do think, you know, we have such a strong team on paper that obviously you look at it on paper and you do think that Liverpool will win. Um, especially, you know, if we have Alisson coming back in goal, you know, maybe we can even keep a clean sheet in this game. I'm not sure 
where apart from Rashford, maybe Martial, if he plays, United's goals are going to come from. And uh, both of them have had good days against us. Both of them have scored winning goals against us. But I don't think either of them is at the top of their game right now. You know, they're missing Pogba. He's going to be out for this game. They're missing De Gea. That's a big miss, even though he's not been quite the goalkeeper he was. He still always has a fantastic game against Liverpool and makes save after save after save. So, you know, I'm hoping that uh, those things combined, you know, maybe we'll have Matip back and we'll be a bit more solid there. And, you know, we can keep that clean sheet. And, and maybe Salah gets his first goal against United or Mane keeps on scoring or Firmino just torments them. So I think this is going to be a Liverpool victory. Uh, it's, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Obviously, United are going to be well up for it. They would love nothing more than to one-stop Liverpool's winning run. Uh, they'd love to make sure that we couldn't match City. They'd love to put a dent in our title challenge. They'd love to be the first team to beat us this season. They would love to just put one over on, over on their epic rivals, as they would in any game, no matter what's riding on it. But there's so much riding on this one. They'd pull themselves out of trouble. And, you know, they're going to be well up for it. But I do think that their quality compared to Liverpool's right now is just on a, on a different level. And, uh, you know, we've been looking up at Manchester United for, for many years you know, decades really, and uh, and now it's the tables have turned. You know, the tables are different, and we are looking down on on most of the league. Obviously, City are still better in terms of squad depth, I believe, and uh, you know, I think. But in terms of a first eleven, you know, it's hard to beat Liverpool. So there are still some areas where we can improve, and that's quite a good omen, quite worrying for the rest of the teams. But you know, you can see where we could improve. But you know, there's so many. There's no obvious flaws in, in Liverpool's armoury right now, and there's so many things to admire about this team. So I really just can't wax lyrical enough about this team, and that's what I love to do, and you know, hopefully you guys don't mind hearing it too much. Uh, going through the Liverpool-Manchester United games at Old Trafford under Klopp, um, I went back and looked at the three results that we've had there under him, and uh, all brought back the memories. Obviously, you know, back in 2016, our first trip there, with uh, Klopp, we had Milner, who put us ahead, the man of the moment, Milner put us ahead with a penalty, very calm, uh, which was then cancelled out by Ibrahimovic, of all people, late on in that game, I do remember that, and being very frustrated, because we definitely dominated United that day, they weren't really in the game, and uh, they were able to get back in it with a pretty, you know, just fluky-headed goal from quite far out, I remember, and... Uh, it was one of those things, unfortunately, we just weren't able to, to see the game out. It was in the 84th minute they equalised that day. Then in 2017, probably the only game where I don't think Liverpool did themselves enough justice uh, in this fixture. You know, Marcus Rashford gets his two early goals. Uh, you know, we weren't good enough defensively. He really terrorised us that day. I remember Trent didn't have a good game. And I think, you know, it's going to be um, one of those ones that we don't look back on in any great, you know, fondness. Uh, you know, Bailly scores an own goal, and that gets us back into it in the second half. But, you know, we weren't able to to get back level, so we lost that one. And then last season, it was really tough. And, um, you know, United had uh, Lingard come on for Mata, I believe, who got injured. And I think it wasn't Rashford. Rashford played on, I remember. But then Lingard went off injured as well. They were losing players left, right and centre. I think there was uh, another injury in the defence. And, uh, you know, you felt like United were there for the taking. But I think at the time, Jurgen Klopp, probably in February, you know, a, a point put us back on the top of the league at that time. And you would think 
you know, that's a really good point. Away at Old Trafford, that will take that point. I don't want to risk it. I don't want to lose that. But, you know, I think maybe now, given that we lost the Premier League by one point, United fans will claim all day that that's where we lost the Premier League title. Obviously, every team that we drew against will say that. But I think Jurgen Klopp is a sign of a great manager. He's learned from those mistakes and he is now going to take a few more risks. He's going to make the substitutions, the attacking substitutions a bit earlier in games. That's what he's been doing. He's been able to have four attackers on the field sometimes, Firmino, Mane, Salah, Anarigi or Shakiri, uh, and just really try and take it to the opposition and try and win more than more than not. And, uh, you know, yes, Man City lost more than us last season, but they also won more. And I think that's the key. It's those draws that are as damaging as defeats. You know, people think in a way draw is a good result but in a way you've only done one point better than a loss so really it's as if you kind of lost the game so we should never really go into any game trying to take a point I don't think that's a good way for Liverpool to play I don't think we're necessarily set up to do that but also I don't think it's as effective at trying to you know win the league so uh, you'd rather take a point than a loss especially if you're up against a big rival so you can deny them getting points you know you wouldn't say that a draw against City away would be a bad result, but I think a draw against United away would be a bad result at this point, given that City won't go away, uh, even though they're eight points behind. They're going to redouble their efforts, and we need to make sure that we stay this much ahead of them as long as we can. Yes, we never had an eight-point gap last season. We had seven points, which was still very big, and they clawed it back. So we need to, yeah, we need to stay ahead and, and make sure that we don't make those same mistakes. Obviously, Allison and Matip, as we discussed, might be back for this game, which would be huge. Um, and so if I was going to give some uh, team selections for this game, I think if Allison is back and Adrian is, uh, you know, able to step aside, uh, you know, if he's fully recovered from his calf injury, if he isn't, I would say still play Adrian because I do think Adrian has done enough in his time. He he doesn't deserve to be dropped. It's honestly just that Allison is just one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So. If Allison is fit, I say Allison slots back into goalkeeping. And then at right back, obviously, you've got Trent, who just got the Guinness World Record for the most assists by a Premier League defender in a single season. Well done, Trent. Fantastic news. And, uh, you know, obviously, on the other flank, Robertson won behind him with 11 assists last season. So he'll probably be gutted. But, you know, what? I'm glad if they can have a little rivalry going for who can get the most assists. That's only good for Liverpool. So, uh, and then obviously if Matip is back, I think he goes straight back into the centre of defence alongside Van Dijk. And hopefully that will strengthen us to a point where we can keep a clean sheet. I think in midfield, you know, Hendo has had a decent week with uh, with England playing in the game against Bulgaria. And, uh, you know, I think him, Fabinho, who is our go-to midfielder, and Wijnaldum seems to play most of these big games. So, and obviously scored again for Holland uh, over the international break. So really uh, in good form right now. So those would be my midfield three. And then up front, you've got Firmino, Mane and Salah, obviously goes without saying. Uh, but, you know, you can still bring on Origi, who was doing well before the international break. You've got Shakiri coming back from injury. We've got Lalana, We've got Oxlade-Chamberlain. Kate is now starting to make a comeback. So lots of options. Gomez as well in defence and, uh, you know, Lovren. So Adrian as well. We have a really deep, strong bench there and um you know united uh united's issues are you know a lot they've got obviously no real identity to the way they play they're not as strong going forward they're not as fast you know when we played them 
uh, in the last game where we had the nil-nil, yes, you know, they were there for the taking, but at the same time, they had just gotten Solskjaer in place. They had won a lot of games. They were actually in pretty good form at that time, one of the form teams in the league. And, you know, they just were difficult to beat at that point. They'd had that bump from having a new manager that you always get. But now that bump is well and truly gone. And, you know, without Pogba, without De Gea, you know, without a lot of their first team players that you would you would think that they would need for a game like this, I think they're going to struggle. So I could see this game being, you know, 3-1 to Liverpool. You know, if we can keep a clean sheet even better, I'd take a 2-0 all day. They may still be able to nick one given the Old Trafford crowd and their demands on the team that they're going to place on them. But I think Liverpool should definitely win this game, hopefully comfortably and hopefully just kind of get an early goal, silence them all and just go rack up the goals. It might not happen that way. It could be a lot of the late win. But as long as we win, I think it will. Uh, will no one's going to be complaining. Um, maybe just not like the Leicester game, boys. That would probably be not great for my heart. But uh, I, I, I can't see Liverpool throwing this one away. So, so join me after the Manchester United game, where we're going to look back at the clash at Old Trafford, and we're also going to look ahead to our trip to Genk for our third game in the Champions League. And hopefully it will be a bit less uh, stressful than our trips to Napoli and our home game with RB Salzburg. But there's no gimmies in this in this uh, group for sure. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game coming up, especially then followed by Tottenham. So big games all around for Liverpool. Man City not far away on the horizon. An exciting time to be a Liverpool fan. Thank you very much for listening. And up the Reds.